1: Side. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season
6: 254, episode 3 of
7: Dirt Guys! Yeah!
6: production of iHeartRadio. It's a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Wednesday, September 14th, 2022.
1: Yes. Miles' yes. birthday eve for Miles everybody that eve, celebrates. Baby. You know, just got to dust my own shoulders off, uh, but mm-hmm. it's also National Parents' Day Off national cream filled donut day national eat a right. hoagie day alright go to uncle hoagies yeah national sober day national virginia day national lot- okay. live creative day there we go got it all shout out to all of those things yeah. and especially birthday eve for the, yeah. big, the big I'm gonna have a hoagie
6: gr- are you? is that your plan? I don't a know I,
1: yeah I don't I, you know I, I love a hoagie you know I love a big grinder sub whatever you want to call
6: Huggies it Oogies and grinders
1: <laughs> nice is that a song or are you just making that up
6: uh yeah there's a adam sandler song that i believe goes hoogies and grinders oh yeah. and grinders yeah sloppy joes uh Slap, lunch ladyland
1: yeah. come on man aren't you Forgot an
6: elder that. millennial a i am but millennial? i was
1: yeah you know look it's i sometimes because i'm getting older i like to pretend i don't know old shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Adam Sandler, the guy from Hubie Halloween?
6: <laughs> That's the and only I thing I'm familiar with. Him, I don't,
1: oh, he did other things before that? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm 19. so mm.
6: I think I, I follow was... one of his kids on Twitter or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's that oh, old actor guy. Oh, Eric's dad. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, my name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. It's been a while since Ooh. the Zyke gang referenced my milky thighs and it's been a while <laughs> since i drank mountain dew uh, not true and it's been a while <laughs> since jaws i wanted to Bite my feet again. And it's been a while since mm. I ran Cracked to uh that courtesy of TDZ Burner. A little been a while. Yeah. AKA. Burn- I, it's been a while since we did a been a while. AKA. So we appreciate that. Well, speaking been of the royal we in honor of the queen. Who
1: Shouts know. to Libby. Shouts to Libby
6: inspiration inspiration truly you know i'm just following the movement of her body around with bated
1: breath i'm just following everyone on twitter being like my mom's surgery got canceled
6: yeah what the and fuck and i'm like what is that going- is soft power we might get yeah. into, into that today no
1: it's just it's just they're just they're just like uh they're a concept this massive
6: <laughs> amazing truly <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray.
1: Oh, it's Miles Gray, a.k.a. <clears throat> when... I... <clears throat> Wait, actually, let me find the key.
4: <clears throat> when my want? whole
1: life spending. Wait, oh, like, let me just actually let me let me find the key right here. I need my pitch pipe. Ooh. Okay. When my whole life spending money stolen from the poor. Decades of ascension, I'm without a job no more. No! Now I get to sit on the throne. Now look at all this shit I own. Mm -hmm. Mommy always said that I get to be king someday. Now all of my subjects have to do whatever I say. Now I get to sit on the throne. Bring me stolen ancient bones. All right. Shout out to King Charles Cavalier or whatever you call yourself, bro, bro. You're there. King Charles Cavalier. That's all I think of. Whenever I hear him whenever they say King Charles, in my mind I go, King Charles Cavalier.
6: Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. He's King Charles the Third. He's ruining a great dog
1: breed. Exactly. Exactly.
6: Anyways, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the host yes. of the new podcast, "When the People Decide." Ah. It is Jenna Spinelli. Jenna.
8: Oh, thank you both. I am so excited to be here. I hope I don't have to sing, although I could not follow either of those yeah. love in the love in the early aughts vibes on the show <laughs> already. Yeah, it strong.
0: That
1: Oof. Loggins voice is a little hard to do. No lie. Oh, shout hey, out Waffle House. That was, that was Christy Yamaguchi, that was man. People, people don't know. The streak continues.
6: When it's that on point, and it's a, it's that on point, both timely and uh, the lyrical, the words are all right on beat. I mm-hmm. I got to guess it's a Yamaguchi. It's a Yamaguchi
1: special. Shout out Big Willie. Uh,
6: Jenna, where are you coming to us from?
8: State College, Pennsylvania. Happy right. Valley. Okay.
1: Happy. Nittany Lions, Valley.
6: huh?
8: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Oh, man. All right.
6: Do you All go right. to the sporting events, the the football How, or do you just kind of is that like a monsoon season that passes by your window?
8: Mostly. I mean, literally, I could see the stadium from my house. So, yeah, it mostly does pass by my window. But uh, <laughs> I was in the, the marching band for a couple of years when I was an undergrad, but uh, I would come oh, yeah. home and like barely even know if we won or not or what the score was. So, yeah, yeah not not the world's biggest football fan
1: would you play in mm. the band
8: saxophone
1: oh okay. shit marching with the sax okay oh funky mm-hmm. okay. alto nice. yes okay just got to make sure yeah knows, i think i might a, i think the, the tan
8: line from like the neck strap like just yeah. went away like
1: two weeks ago <laughs> from wearing pink <laughs> tops yeah yeah from those mm-hmm. summer like grind sessions before yep. that was I, I played in band too and I hated when like that right before the school year starts. It's the football team and the band who are like, "Damn, we're at school before this shit even starts." What mm-hmm. the
8: fuck. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, but laser love, saxophone
6: man. tan line removal. Did you have to get that, or <laughs> <laughs> were you?
8: No, I mean, no. I I wish I would have thought about that. Just... I Wish previous me would have would have thought about that.
1: Or, you, like, mask your skin off very specifically with sunscreen, so
6: right. you can you just right, accurately right, right.
1: fill back in where... Yeah.
6: The, Make the it sunscreen. look like a bathing suit tan line mm, or something. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Get some,
8: go. like, convoluted, like, harness <laughs> thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
6: Amazing. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. We're excited to talk to you about ballot referendums and your your new show. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about we are going to talk about about referendum, Michigan's ballot referendum, yeah. and the importance of text kerning. Yes, among yes. among many other things,
1: but this apparently could mean the difference between having rights or not, yes. depending on how someone chooses <laughs> to litigate that.
6: Yeah, bad faith arguments from the Republicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. I know nobody saw coming. We're going to talk about Hannity, how he's dealing with the many legal challenges to his God Emperor. We're going to talk about the soft power of the mainstream media expecting us to give a shit about the Queen's death. We are going to talk about the MTA kind of going back on all COVID precautions and just being like, whatever. You do you. This is fun. This is all really disconcerting the way they're going about it." Yeah. So all of that, plenty more. But first, Jenna, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history?
8: Yeah. So my search history uh, reveals that although I love to write, I can't spell to save my life. Uh, I often words like initiative and bureaucracy Mm. and entrepreneurship that I often have to write for my job. Right. You know, autocorrect doesn't even get them. Sometimes I'm so far off. So I'm like Googling words to make sure I spell them correctly. So why I love podcasting. You can write you all you want, and it uh, doesn't matter if it's spelled correctly or not, because all you have to—it's only you that's used your script.
1: Yeah, I will
6: say I've gotten better at spelling in my old age. For somehow, I think just mm. like the sheer repetition of getting corrected by by spell. Like I had given, I was like, well, I'm never gonna like. Be able to spell. I've never been able to spell bureaucracy or separate. And, yeah. And then, like, just via being told that I was spelling it wrong over and over again, I am the proud owner of a knowledge of how to spell bureaucracy. And yeah, I think a Wordle also might have helped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm killer at spelling very short words. Yeah.
1: Five yeah. words. I've, I just, I think I'm kind of the same, but I just more devices of how I pronounce the spelling. Like, like, <laughs> right. I'm serious, like, like when you said initiative, I go, <laughs> like I yeah. in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you said bureaucracy, I said bureaucracy. Well, that like, is the, how,
6: the edits on this show are super intense. Shout out to super producer Justin because yeah, uh, I he has to. The yeah, Miles my- pronounces. Yeah, I was like, like can that. you say restaurant <laughs> again? I mean, rest tower rant. <laughs> rest tower rant. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's like honestly how I would get like because some if I go, I would always go phonetically by my ear, and I would always just like end up missing a letter, and then I was like, okay, you got to let's really drill down <laughs> these words and just say them how you like. Be a beautiful. <laughs> you are bau but that's how I, that's what I say in my as I type I'm like and you are beautiful. like just, that's how I well, get around spelling,
6: it, I misspelling shit doesn't like that's not a thing that really ever reaches an audience but the thing right. I feel like the new embarrassment is that we like mispronounce words that we've just been reading in our head incorrectly for decades you know yeah that's that's always rough well
1: you know it's
6: all well, about growth, I though.
8: have hope now after uh, Jack, after hearing that spelling. Well, yeah, you're a very young person. So, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and Miles, I'm never gonna think of those words the same way. Again, I'm always gonna go Idiot. with the, the miles phonetic <laughs>
1: pronunciation now from, yeah, from yeah, here Don't don't trick yourself saying it right. Just yeah. go with what it look in initi- it initi- initiative, you know? Initiative. <laughs>
8: I wish I would have known that before I made eight episodes all about ballot initiatives. <laughs> it would have made my life so much easier. Yeah. Where were yeah. you six months ago? Are you ago? okay with
1: referendum though?
8: Yeah, actually. Okay,
1: yeah, so. that is a little bit. That's that you can wrap your head around that one. Yeah. yeah you don't no just like words or weird. L- you just stop using initiative. Logic. You're like ballot referendums. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so much easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is something you think is overrated?
8: I would have to say getting on an airplane early or like being the first to board an airplane. Mm-hmm.
6: I know some people
8: might disagree for like overhead bin space, but yeah. uh, I do not want to spend any more time on the plane than I have to, especially because I feel like, you know, especially recently, like there've been so many horror stories of like, oh, we're sitting there for six hours at the gate before we take off and yeah. like, all this stuff. So why add any more misery to that than you have to?
1: So what's your, what's your, how does your timing work? Like, do you, you're like, fuck it. I'll be in group fuck out of here at the end. I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't like, what's your, what's your methodology to ensure that? Like, if you are, if you're in an early group, you're like, you know, I'm a, I'll, I'll go with everybody else at the end.
8: Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that. And it's also like, so we have a really small airport in my town. And so it's like, there are like, the planes are so small that your bag doesn't fit in the overhead anyway. So everybody always has to, like, check it plane side. Oh, and so right. I'm just kind of used to that. But, yeah, I'll just kind of hang out at the gate. It's, it's fun to, like, watch everybody, like, jockeying to get, you know, their premiere <laughs> right, 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 status, right. points, whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Just like watch all that unfold at the game. It's
1: like the yeah. It's like the equivalent of people like dudes in the key, like when a free throw's be, about to be yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, hold on, let me. I'm about to get my box out in position. front of this. Box out, like yeah, I'm,
6: yeah, yeah. What group are the, you in? Okay. The little arm thing they do where they put yeah. their arm on top of each other. I like to do that with a stranger if I'm sitting so <laughs> the next them on a plane. Just like put my arm above theirs,
1: just to make sure they know who's who's boss. And you're like, what group are you in? They're like. A, you're like, oh my, okay, my bad. Yeah, I like to, I'm, I like
6: I'm, I'm to get strong. in there early. You know, fill up all the overhead space with mm-hmm. just every everything I have with me, and then just establish a very wide stance in my yeah. seat. In the you know, taking yeah. your
8: jacket out of your bag <laughs> yeah. and putting yeah. it in there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely like I, I now especially with like mask off plane like riding, I'm like, yeah. Hey i'll go i'll take as a few breaths in there as i need yes, to now absolutely. but in the before times when bin space was at a premium i was fucking shameless <laughs> like jenna i would i will con man my way onto like and if we have any uh armed forces uh people in the military active duty i'm like yeah right here okay <laughs> like i gotta get in here bro i see everybody got a fucking roly bag and i'm not yeah, tricking yeah. this shit. i will steal some valor
6: you're like counting the rolly bags like people card count. Yes. Like, okay, that's forty five.
1: Have you ever done that? We're in trouble. We're in trouble here. Mm. Uh,
6: I've never done that. Oh, no. I
1: have. I well, not like that. You know, sort of precise, but I am like, ooh, I don't like these ratios.
6: <laughs> do you? Do you? Have you ever met people who are? such professional travelers like they're like george clooney and up in the air like they're like oh yeah I, I like this flight because it flies in 747 from like this year and like those are actually really good and like you just want to sit in business class and it is usually like pre, like business people who travel for business a lot and well yeah
1: you got to know what the configuration is up there yeah yeah i'm, is I'm it two three? Like, is it two two
6: it's a surprise every time I get on a plane. I'm like, "Wow, it's a big one." <laughs> wow,
1: it goes up in the air. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that, that's the surprise. I look at the people around me. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <"Yo!"> <laughs> <laughs> it's <the sun> <laughs> <laughs> oh my. What? Oh, oh, oh my god. Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I never been on one of these buses before. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated
8: local news this is like the soapbox the other soapbox i have besides ballot measures is uh people knowing and following and subscribing to their local news like whatever is happening in your city your town whatever i can guarantee you is probably far more consequential to your daily life than like some congress person from a state you don't live in and like what they're tweeting about so, yeah, that's fine to look at that stuff. That's that's great. I do it too, but try to try to balance. But that's it not your reality. Yeah.
6: How are yeah. you yeah. following yeah. the local news? Because so Los Angeles local news. Like mm-hmm. when I hear local news, I'm picturing you know a person with a lot of hairspray in their hair mm-hmm. reading TV. Yeah, re- talking to me about violent crimes that have happened in my town, and then, like, according to my of- friend,
1: the cop, he says <laughs> it's really bad, and we shouldn't really delve into that statement much more.
8: Sure.
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really bad out there, folks. And then, and then, you know, a puppy or something at the end to. Keep, yeah, keep nice, feel-good story, somebody yeah. who, like,
8: turns 100 or something like that. Yeah. those are. So you're yeah.
6: saying that is yeah. the best thing for us to be imbibing?
8: No. Well, I mean, <laughs> that has its place. But, no, I, like, uh, I'll recommend two organizations. Um, one is called the Institute for Nonprofit News. Uh, it's a, a listing of, like, new, like, mostly online nonprofit news sites. And the other one is called Lion Publishers. That's also, like, a directory of... Local news startups across the country. So they're in big cities, rural communities, suburbs. Like people are starting these things up like crazy. So that's exciting to see.
1: Oh, nice. and which one of these does Jeff Bezos own? <laughs> <laughs> None all of them. Yes, yes.
8: I mean, yeah. Then
1: how can I trust it?
8: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want him. So
6: these like nonprofits are like coming in and filling the void of all the you know local papers and. Just outlets that were shut down by that's right corporations okay.
8: or TV stations that are all like all three of the TV stations in my market are are all owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Right, I was so going to say like, right the same company. Yeah,
1: and every mm. every anchor is giving some same version of like a op-ed that was forced down their neck uh, yeah. hours before air. Yeah, for sure.
6: Mm. Yeah, that's that's good that people are actually like fi- filling that gap because it does feel like. Facebook is the way that a lot of people have filled that gap, and and then you know those neighborhood apps that are just like I saw oh, yeah, a stranger next door and like yeah. all that. Yeah, they weren't white. I'm I'm scared.
1: This this person's car was loud. I think it rattled my window. Should I call police? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, let's take
6: a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about some of the stories.
2: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash
0: easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called to die for. Here's a clip.
9: and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days.
6: And let's talk about this Michigan ballot referendum. Mm-hmm. Three words that I can spell. And wow. <laughs> the importance of text kerning, apparently. yeah,
1: yeah. So ballot initiatives, referendums, they've got a lot of attention, especially since the Dobbs decision, because, you know, it's the process that allows the voters to propose new laws. If you get enough signatures, they like, hey, got this idea. There's enough support from the vote from the voting populace. Let now let's uh, create an initiative to vote this in and say, well, get, have the people have their say. We've seen this work in a couple ways. Sometimes it's for the good of like working people. Other times it's like Uber being like, hey, man, we're chill. And like, look at these people we put up to saying that, like, we're a good company and we'll pretend it's them putting this together rather than us. Right. The, the corporations that are exploiting.
6: Uber drivers put this ballot initiative together. Not <laughs> Uber, yeah, they spent the two
8: hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, a little bit here and there from every ride. Just whatever, sock it yeah.
1: away. Yeah, yeah. and it, there's, there's, there's one, one currently
6: in the U.S. or in uh, California that is pitting local indigenous tribes against Draft Kings. And yes, I <laughs> like it's like the 27, every, right? Yeah, every NFL game has ads that are like, "Hey, come on, bro, you want to bet like your friends in other states? Yeah, it sucks that you can't." Well, now you can, thanks to DraftKings, and then, like, a very, you know, straightforward ad being like, hey, this really fucks us, and, like, you've already been fucking us for so long, so could you not? Yeah, uh, but you can
1: use a fucking app to vote on Aaron Rodgers. Like, (laughs) okay, no thanks. But, yeah. This has been like it's been part of a, the, the political discussion for a minute. And in Kansas, we saw you know this the like ballot referendum deployed in a very cynical way because Republicans in the state proposed this constitutional amendment that said the right to an a right to an abortion is not enshrined in our fancy state papers constitution. And if we vote this in, we can say that it doesn't have no one has this right. And they thought that they would have a voter turnout advantage. Unfortunately, they didn't. Factor in the idea that this is just really, like, not palatable for people who care about their fucking rights. So uh, they tried to sneak it through, but uh-oh, they lose 59 to 41. Uh, and it was a huge win for securing healthcare for people in Kansas and the surrounding states where people do not have safe access. So it's, like, it's also... These results that have the GOP realizing how unpopular their policies of forced birth are. Uh, So it makes sense that giving people a reason to vote to secure health care for people would be a terrifying prospect for them. That's one of the reasons why Lindsey Graham is trying to get ahead of it and be like, oh, I'm proposing a federal ban at 15. We'll get to that uh, later because talk about not being able to read the room. So this is where Michigan comes in. The state is pretty balanced in terms of like their political representation. Right. Democrat governor, GOP state legislature, the congressional reps are split split pretty evenly between both parties. They voted Obama twice, Trump in 2020. Like they're just it's it's a good sort of bellwether, I guess, to see like where the middle of that like curve is in terms of support for safe access for abortion care. And voters were able to get a referendum on the ballot that would enshrine abortion rights up until fetal viability. So they were able to get seven hundred fifty thousand fucking signatures for this thing. You only need four hundred twenty five thousand in Michigan to get something on the ballot. So a good indicator of the kind of support for this. And this has made the anti-abortion crowd very nervous. And they did their best to try and get it taken off the ballot because drum roll, please, the text was too close together, so no one what knows what this referendum even means, guy. And they described this very legible text or this bill as being quote groupings of letters uh, that are found in no dictionary and are incapable of having any meaning. So please take this off the ballot mm. and. They they kind of got the request, but then it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court's like, no, fuck out of here. Put that shit back on. Like uh, th- right. that was such a such a whack ass reason to have this taken off. So if you look, I I there's a sort of excerpt from the bill. And look, I'm not gonna lie, we were looking at like the text is the letters are fuck is so close together. It is wild, but not to the point where I go, <laughs> this is gibberish.
6: Yeah, like there's a whole very legible paragraph dis explaining like what what the initiative is and then like three lines down there's one that has like sort of a weird thing happening where they've tried to cram too many words onto the same line and and it's a mess but you know bad kerning but probably does not invalidate anybody voting for this i don't think anyone was like thrown off and we're like i'm just voting for gobbledygook. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of my thing that I'm passionate about. And Love they me off with this uh, ninth line here. So Wait, I'm yeah, not there's, voting
8: There's also like a voter guide that goes out to people. And I have a, a friend who was just in Michigan on vacation. And he's like, yeah, I mean, this is everywhere. You can't like drive down a road in Michigan or turn on the TV or anything without seeing this. So, yeah, if you are relying on this one particular block of text as your sole source of information, <laughs> I find that a little hard to believe.
6: Right. Where, where does your passion for kind of talking about ballot initiatives and referendums like what what, what is your interest in them? Because I think I'm mostly familiar with them for, from things like Uber, like forcing something through or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah.
8: yeah. So, I mean, I uh, I really like that it gives like everyday people a voice in politics. Now, mm. as you said, like that doesn't always happen and there. You know, the the tool itself is doesn't discriminate that way as to, like, who can use it. But I think that in situations where the legislature is disinclined to act, but there is something that has broad public support, like we've seen with, you know, marijuana legalization, minimum wage, expanding voting rights, and now, you know, reproductive rights, it it seems like. Um, I just love that, like, it's not about, like, team red and team blue or like this candidate and that candidate or just a lot of the tropes that tend to dominate our politics. It's like people out there like doing stuff and actually like fighting for the change that they want to see and building new coalitions in the process.
1: Right. Because it's never stuff like we think we should actually uh, have some redrist- redistricting going on that will help Democrats. That's my ballot. It's like my proposal. No, like you're saying, it really is just like you know, like with this, like a lot of people are looking at this referendum in Michigan, right? Because both parties are very anxious to see the results of this and kind of understand where the country is on this, even though the polling is very clear on where most people are. But uh, it just also, you know, it, it also allows for our leaders to just kind of sit back and not do the right thing that is obvious and be like, well, let's wait for this so then we can try and triangulate yeah. Which is why I think sometimes like these ballot initiatives do help. Like people say, bro, we're way ahead of you. So, you know what, maybe we just need to maybe we need to do something to sort of have a catalyst for the kind of re- re- like reforms we're looking for.
8: Yeah. And I, I think we're definitely seeing that now because the other big thing on the ballot this fall are, you know, several states, particularly like states with Republican legislatures are trying to make it harder for people to use the initiative, like they're upping the signature requirements, they're changing the number of votes it needs to pass. And so they're trying to, like, crack down on this because it has been used to pass, you know, what what can, might be seen as as progressive. I'm pointing out in air quotes policies of minimum wage Medicaid expansion. So they're trying to take back some of that power that they feel they've lost.
6: Right. Has it been used to like institute higher minimum wage and uh, yeah? Thing- Oh, it has. Okay.
8: Yeah, uh, Medicaid expansion passed in Idaho. Minimum wage passed in Florida, and I believe one or two other states. Yeah, these things kind of catch on.
6: And it has teeth, like that changes too. Yeah. Like that causes. That's that's great.
1: Well, and that's why it's so dangerous, right? Because you can enshrine these things into law, and then on the other side, you can have cynical wealthy groups of people or industries be like. what if we don't use clean energy? <laughs> you know, right. and like Yeah.
6: And what if we word this in a very confusing way? That's also kind of the insidious thing about them attacking the kerning and how confusing the like writing on three of the lines is is that yeah, the way that the Ubers and, you know, the Republicans in Kansas try to convince people to vote their way is by making it extra confusing. Like some of the California ballot initiatives that I've voted Mm -hmm. on since living here are, you know, just triple negative, like uh, just a mess. And you really, you really do need that voter guide to tell you what, what's what.
8: Yeah. It's like, like verbal gerrymandering or something (laughs) like that in, in written form.
1: Yeah. And it's always fun. Like when I, when I was doing a lot of ballot initiative stuff in California, my Like political days i remember very like when i first started like and i was very naive and optimistic and i was like what about this but they say it's bad and like one of these like surly like grizzled like you know campaign veterans was like look at the fucking print at the end of the ad the fine print that says paid for by it's probably going to have some weird name but it's going to be pretty clear who they side with there and then you can get an idea of who this helps and i was like Oh, thank you, thank you, and also but even then I need like scratch
6: paper to like keep track of it. It's oh like, yeah, okay. and they're saying no on this, so they mean yes on well, marijuana it... <laughs> caging. Or... Yeah, what, what? It also reveals
1: yeah. how underhanded you can be when you have a ton of money. You can just create these like sham advocacy yeah. groups. Like in Michigan, they the the group that was going uh, or trying to repeal this ballot referendum was called Citizens to Support Michigan Women and Children. Uh-huh. And you're like, huh? that's what that does. Right. Okay. But then Yeah,
6: I guess that's what my question is. Is there a bias towards lay masses? Like has there been a bias <laughs> towards like the bad guys to this point or is it just like I the big famous cases from the last few years
1: have been used for bad purposes? That's I it, you know, I think like any political tool there's 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 both, for sure. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Yeah. And it is hard to get these things repealed in in some cases, especially if it's something that the legislature and the courts want to keep. Like we in the in the series, one of the episodes is about three strikes in California. Like that was a ballot measure passed in the 90s. And they've been trying to get rid of it ever since. There's something on the ballot this year. There's something else planned for 2024. Like they're still trying to reform it or hopefully get rid of it altogether.
1: Yeah. And you know, meanwhile, Lindsey Graham is out here talking about not, not, he's not talking about it. he is saying he's going to introduce a federal abortion ban bill when Republicans take the Senate. And most people are like, have you not heard how fucking unpopular that state? I don't what are you fucking talking about? But since most decisions at the highest levels are made by dudes uh, that think they are not intergalactic levels of out of touch, they believe that this bill helps the GOP. And what they're do- what they insist on is that they're operating from this framework that they believe. it's like by us saying we want a 15 week ban, we're going to sort of we're going to show how we counter the Democrats rat, quote unquote, radical policies. of how- They always use words like late term abortions or abortion on demand to try and be like, they'll do anything. They don't care about anybody. And they fail to recognize that their stance is basically you don't have say over your own body. And there's really no way to lighten that up. But and I think it was Axios. They were saying, quote, Graham's bill is designed to present Republicans as being more mainstream on abortion by pushing a partial ban over either a full ban or what they characterize as Democrats, quote, abortion on demand position. So they're like, hey, we're fine. Just a little bit of a ban. Like we're not monsters wink 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 we are okay we're fucking ghouls um and that's this is all just it's all tactical just piecemeal shit because at the end of the day what they want is a total ban
6: yeah so hopefully i mean that it seems like that's a bad strategy
1: like a bad by him
6: so (laughs) let's just hope it well
1: he he looks so nervous at this press conference he was like yeah uh they're like have you talked to mitch mcconnell about this fam and he's like, uh, I talked to these ladies, these ladies behind me about it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we talked to him. It was like very odd. I don't know what's going on, but it's again, not a good look, but like we see like time and again, like the the decisions that are made by politicians, like on either side, like People fail to realize how fucking out of touch they really are. And they're like, up here, being like, and this is great. And people are like, you just said the Dobbs decision was good because it allowed states to make this decision. Now you're pushing for a federal ban? He's like, well, the Democrats wanted to, def- I think he said, the de- Democrats are defining who they are with their bill. So we're mm. defining who we are with this one. Mm.
8: Yeah. And meanwhile, other Republican candidates are like furiously trying to remove. Abortion yeah. references from their websites yeah. and deleting old social media posts and all this kind of stuff.
6: Yeah. Jennifer, what know. are some uh, ballot initiatives like victories in the recent past or upcoming that you that you're kind of inspired by and covering on your podcast?
8: So there was there were a couple in 2018. One was the Amendment 4 campaign in Florida, which restored voting rights to formerly incarcerated people uh, that mm-hmm. passed with uh, like 60 something percent of the votes. Like we were saying, some of the, the minimum wage campaigns and the, there's been some really interesting ones uh, to curb predatory lending as well, like payday loans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, not like the sexiest issues. Right. But stuff that like really matters to people. And and of course, I'm I'm following all of the, the reproductive rights measures closely. And I think that you know, depending on what happens in, in Michigan, if the the right to abortion is upheld in the, in the state constitution, I think we could see that it tried in other states, kind of like marijuana, like started in Colorado and California. And now it's like it's on the ballot in like Nebraska and Oklahoma yeah. and all these places. And so I, I think that, you know, we could definitely see that become part of the the reproductive rights strategy moving forward. Mm. Nice.
6: All right, let, let's talk Hannity real quick. He, oh man, he was on one uh, on his show the other night, and yeah. yeah, he's basically trying to list all of the crimes that Donald Trump is accused of as proof that everybody else is crazy and that Donald Trump is like mm-hmm. being persecuted.
1: He's being persecuted, man. Like Pontius yeah. Pilate. Wait, no, Barabbas. Yeah. Yeah. Pontius yeah. yeah, yeah. Pa- And you got Pontius Pilate over here, Merrick Garland, just doing whatever he wants to. But, you know, this has been a fucking wild week, like just in the last couple of days. Right. That just beyond the Mar-a-Lago classified documents thing, there are new subpoenas for Trump's like uh, that in regards to like Trump's fundraising like practices with his super PAC, potentially opening up some like wire fraud charges. 40 dum-dums got subpoenaed by the DOJ for their part in the fake electors plot Get over Uh, here, dum-dum. Hey, dum-dum, here you go. Hey, 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 you Boris Epstein? Yeah, (laughs) there you go, you dum-dum, you've been served. (laughs) Fuck out of here. And also, the Senate Judiciary Committee announced that they would be investigating Trump's, like, misuse of the DOJ as, like, his, like, attack dog. That's just in the last two days, okay? (laughs) So Hannity's like, what's going on? They're doing everything they can. And in this, he, he, he goes down this list of all of these fucking crimes he's being investigated for, as if to say they, they're they just so obsessed with this guy, aren't they? But it it's like the worst cell phone, I guess, that you could see, because it's wild to see this list
3: of charges go by. And you can't fucking believe it. Witch hunt, the emoluments clause investigation from the House Oversight Committee, a House Ways and Means investigation into a Trump's taxes, another House investigation into Trump's hotel lease, another House investigation into foreign <laughs> like gift disclosures, a DC the probe into Trump's inauguration fundraising, another similar investigation from the Southern District of New York mm. and the Eastern District of New York, okay. and from New Jersey's Attorney General. Wow, One so impeachment bad. investigation into a regular phone call with. With ukraine a second impeachment investigation into january 6th yet Do <laughs> a,
6: a regular phone call just a uh, no bias there he was having a perfectly fine it was an excellent it's phone so call. weird you are supporting a con artist. Does that maybe 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 that's the answer to the number of crimes that people are. No, him no, of. no, Is, no.
1: He's not a pathologist. He's someone who liar. has used
6: every amount of power he's gotten to bully and commit more crimes. And he we made him the president of the United States. <laughs> it's. But it's bonkers, yeah. Like uh, he he commits crimes like other people breathe. Yeah, this is this doesn't surprise anyone except oh, you. Get I'm
1: over doing. it. The emoluments clause, like whatever <laughs> the fuck he's that
8: just is. Just in the wrong place at the wrong time, like yeah, fifty right. different times. I mean, yeah.
1: you know, I don't. He's
6: even really know who- <laughs> the John McClane of you know the uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard kept showing up at these places that would get terrorist attacked. That's just like. <laughs> Terrorists attacked it, I think is the correct yeah. conjugation. Teri- ter- so ter- yeah, he got terodactyled. Ter- 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 he he just kept showing up at places where people were doing fraud and crime. And yeah.
1: then joined in on it. What? Because of peer pressure. Yeah, ü- yeah, yeah. yeah, Like He's just, uh, oh, he's just gotta get new friends, you know, I think is the deal there. But yeah, this is all I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see how when Sean Hannity begins to intersect with a lot of these investigations. That's what's always interesting with like him and even like Lindsey Graham earlier, where like there's a lot of smoke around, especially with Lindsey Graham, where he's like, I don't want to testify about how I may have meddled in shit in Georgia. Yeah, just a, I don't know. Everyone is waiting with bated breath to see if. Uh, Anything happens to be honest, I think that's really what it is. It's not like, oh, when's it happening? It's like, is it gonna anything
8: or like Lindsey Graham, like, look at this abortion ban over here, so you're not yeah. looking at all this other stuff over right. here.
1: Don't talk about me being you know indicted, maybe I don't know, look, maybe this will be a smoke bomb that will distract everyone, but I think at this point it's just getting him a lot of people are just confused and like this this guy fucking stinks
6: <laughs> this guy stinks. Yeah. And he's even gesturing at a thing that is like politically a loser for him. But just anything to anything to make noise and, you know, rile people up. But th- this does the, the abortion ban really, really does seem to be a loser for them. And they don't seem to be able to come to grips with that. So. Yeah.
1: Oh, Lindsay, there's a I just saw this clip went up. I don't know what it says, but. Uh, Mitch McConnell has just been asked about Lindsey Graham's abortion ban. So maybe this will be good. Maybe it won't. But I just want to play it to hear what Mitch McConnell has to say.
9: Uh, Lindsey Graham has this 15 week abortion ban. If you take, up, take the Senate, he's being asked. You if up you, up you take the Senate, Senate for a vote, we put it, will you commit bring to it to a vote. This issue entirely to the states? Well, with regard to his bill, you'll have to ask him about it. In what? terms of scheduling, I think most
1: of the members of my conference prefer that this be dealt with at the state level that's someone who (laughs) listens to the polls (laughs) and also don't make me sleep in the
6: middle of that sentence
1: well yeah he's look i mean look if mitch is sweating too man he's losing control also you'd love to see it but also it's at everyone else's expense so i don't know what to make of it right
6: all right do do we have anything that like leads point, points to Hannity being involved other than just the fact that he was like All allegedly texts? Trump's like number 1 advisor that oh they they were texting I mean
1: yeah they apparently him and many Fox people right wing news people come up in text messages that have been you know obtained by the doj or the committee so i don't know but it could just be stuff where like we've seen he's like hey man tell trump to knock it off man (laughs) it's a bad look or if he's really also you know if it gets a little bit more insidious than that not sure Mm.
6: all right let's take a quick break we'll come back and talk about the queen Mm.
0: this is neil strauss
9: and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season, where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery... Only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.
5: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver.
6: and we're back and yeah the mainstream media just seems is like continues to be paralyzed by the death of the queen just like the number one trending thing on twitter like that's all that's on cnn just everything is just about where her body is right now like this is yeah. where we're recording this on the day that her body was being transported and like the queen's body or the queen Says goodbye to Scotland for the last time. And just this, like, false solemnity, or maybe they are solemn, maybe they are really, like, broken up about this shit. But it's, I don't know, it it seems like everybody I know is looking at this and
1: being like, still, they're still talking about this shit? Yeah, just... (laughs) I, anything to talk to, to, not talk about what's going on in this country. I'm sure they're right. relieved too. Like it looked like MSNBC just took a black suit vacation to London. Yeah, like, the yeah, channel yeah, yeah. round the clock is like Katie Turr or Any of the people just all blah. Oh, and then we're at, oh, this is Balmoral. Oh, this is this is King Charles acting like an absolute child, losing it over a pen every bloody time. These stinking things shut. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> is that what Are he you said? T- <laughs> have you seen that clip where he, yeah, the clip where he like dusts it away? Like, no, a- he's signing and he's like getting so mad. He's like, I've said the wrong date. Is it the 12th or the 13th? I can't. Not-. It's hold on, I'm Ooh, gonna pull it up because okay. he's he is very whiny about a pen. And then, like, I guess he may have gotten like ink on his hand. And Camilla's like, Oh no, hold on, I'll, I'll play it to you. And like, this is on CBS's like main Twitter account. They're like, Check out him signing this piece of paper. Oh, God, I put the wrong date down.
3: 13. Yes, sir. You signed the 12th
0: earlier. She said, you signed the 12th earlier. Oh, God, I hate this The pen is
3: going
0: everywhere.
6: The pen, it's going everywhere. And then people are rushing in to take the pen from her and help him wipe his hands like somebody just walked into the room with a revolver. Like, they're... At, they're is the, <laughs> a did you hear that?
1: What? I can't bear this bloody thing. This bloody thing. Yes. What they do every stinking <laughs> thing. What they do every stinking he's talking about a fucking fountain pen. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Oh. That's my your God. fucking that's the bane of your fucking existence. Oh this mm. bear this bloody thing. I'm now the fucking king. <laughs> God, every stinking time. <laughs>
4: Every, uh,
6: can't bear those bloody things. It's everything. tiring. I don't know. It, it's exhausting. it is exhausting. Yeah, it's truly yeah. exhausting to witness. And it 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 is interesting to see the mainstream media continue to just press and press and press and like make you know at, pretend like we give a shit and that look. I'm I'm going to continue to use the fact that the queen died as an excuse to cancel social engagements and like play dates for my right. kids or like sure. meetings that I miss at work. Right. That's because I'm a lazy and bad person <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> pretend like this is not a, a great excuse because the mainstream media has given us license to do that. But right. I, it it just feels so, I, I feel like we, this story is a new level of like out of step. With how people actually feel and yep. be- because we have social media, we're able to at least have other people we, can boo. <laughs> we-, we yeah. can boo and like see other people booing like hear yeah. other people booing like, yeah. you like know, the
1: young man that was arrested for yeah. c- calling Prince Andrew a sick old man.
6: Yeah, it's not just the accidents when the CNN reporter's like, "And how devastated are you?" And the woman's like, "Ah, oh, not at all. Sorry, I'm not into fucking, Im- not really fucking with all that." Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, "Oh, okay, fair point." Uh, moving along, but
8: yeah, I know. I I feel like maybe the the news anchors just they've been in Ukraine with their North Face fleeces on for like right. six months. Maybe they just wanted to break, put on their nice clothes for a little bit, you know, yeah. before they go back there.
6: And the story about. Jeff Bezos quote tweeting CMU professor uh, Carnegie Mellon, which, you know, Carnegie Mellon is the name of the university. So Professor Dr. Ujuanya, who said she was glad the queen was dying. Hope she experienced pain. And Jeff Bezos quote tweeted that and said, this is someone supposedly working to make the world better. I don't think so.
1: Wow. He's which is
6: but <laughs> it's just
1: because we don't have gods. The, i don't that's, think so it's so funny i think make. this is the thing right the us not giving a fuck i mean look it's one thing for us to be in the united states and not give a fuck about the queen that's its own thing but like for most people to not give a fuck especially people from like the commonwealth and former colonies it's like just an acknowledgement that's like we don't have gods right like we don't think this is a god this well, is he's a, a monarch up well, yeah. right. Or whatever it is, gods and kings, these concepts that we have people in positions that make them fucking untouchable or that we would never dare to speak ill of them. A lot of these other people think they are right. You know, yeah, like yeah, Jeff yeah. Bezos does probably consider himself on some level like this exalted person. And it's probably how he rationalizes why I have so much money because I've I'm doing something great. And yeah. This is how they would talk. That's how you make the world better? No, I make the world better because I'm making a spaceship for three people. Right. (laughs) That I get to ride around on and go, wee. Right. And it would be, it would be really like, we talked about this, I think maybe in the trending episode that the, the idea that they might not be able to control their legacy in after death is probably one of the most horrifying things where they're like, are people going to see walk on my grave? Well, yeah, they might.
6: Yeah, even in life, like, I feel like he's feeling panicked because this is the destabilization of the same unspoken rules that keep him closeted away from criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like, he is someone who has accumulated immoral wealth and spends all his time thinking of ways to protect that wealth by maiming people without consequence for the purposes of, like purely greed and maintaining his power. So, like, anything that is, like, chipping away at the armor of people just being like, it's... Have some decency, folks. And even Carnegie Mellon University came out and, like, disavowed her tweet, which is very fucking frustrating. Like, this is supposed to be a a institution of higher learning, and instead they're like, we're all for personal exp- expression, but For some reason, not in this case.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because Jeff Bezos called it out. Yeah, could you imagine? He's like, "Uh, I might have to withhold that endowment if you don't tweet something that makes me feel good about my little spat I had with the person who was correct. Yeah. But I think it's like many other things, man. Like we hold these, we can't, like America can't reckon with its like fucking foundation of violent colonization and slavery. Like we cannot fucking talk about that like plainly yeah like oh you're extreme for and it's the same shit like that they feel that some institutions are unassailable and to begin to deconstruct that i think is the the first steps to people unshackling themselves from these fucking fake ass histories that we tell ourselves to be like fine with everything that's happening
6: the number of enslaved people is growing currently like that the united nations had set a goal to eradicate all modern slavery by 2030. Between 2016 and 2021, the number of people in forced labor or forced marriage grew by 10 million because we we're seeing increased inequality and because of climate change, which is, again, caused mainly by massive corporations being not held accountable, like the exact same shit that Jeff Bezos is benefiting from and worried about when he decides he's going to come down and you know, police the speech of somebody around the death of the queen. Like, the, yeah. it it makes a lot more sense, like, once you kind of think about it in the context. Like, capitalist power isn't just enforced through human caging, although that is, like, the main way it's enforced, but it's also through instilling in us, like, values that make the monarchy or, you know, Jeff Bezos or president seem... Decent and pleasant, and you know, speak to it when you when you internalize that shit, it ends up speaking to you in your own thoughts. Like when you're when you're alone, you're like outnumbered because these ideas have are things we've like grown grown up around. They're they're like showing us beautiful images of this like polished jet taking off from Scotland, and like that's what we associate with this old racist woman who was like you know, forcing enforcing a bunch of regressive values her whole life.
1: Right. I think that's the and I think that's kind of part of it. Right. Is like we for for like sort of capitalism and inequality to keep moving at the speed that it does more like regular people can't look at someone with extreme wealth and see that that's on the that, that that's born out of a ton of suffering. Yeah. That it's not just like, I'm so rich. Wow. It's. I fucked over a lot of people to get this shit. It's fucking ugly. And I think that's the thing that's happening right now is like so many people are like you want to talk about the fucking monarchy right now. And yeah. people are like, we just like the Disney version where there's a king and a queen and prince and princesses. And we don't, we know nothing of subjugated people or stolen yeah. land. And I think yeah. to connect them so vividly, is really fucking it's fucking up people who want to hold on to this idea that like it's just like no it's like this fine it's like it's a ceremonial or whatever no it's not it's it's an institution that's responsible for untold suffering that's what it is and i think that's we're we're trying to avoid that conversation by just talking about how she loved balmoral where right. she could get away from the press
6: right yeah huh and it is regressive. I mean, the values that she represented are regressive. They're not progressive. They are like a part of a really brutal, dark past. And for a American university to come through and be like, yeah, we're we think you should be nicer to It's pretty, right. It's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. Also, like, it's not like Uju Anya was like, I'm just firing off a hot take. She's Nigerian. you know anything about history like that's the other thing people aren't connecting to all these people like especially on the day of the death people are like i can't believe people from these like from the commonwealth would say something like this like you really have no fucking idea Mm. really
6: all right finally let's talk about this new mta poster that is literally going up in new york subways is up already so for context there was a poster that went up during the pandemic that was yellow with like black kind of smiley face stick figures that said how to wear a mask cover your nose and mouth and the first one was somebody wearing it around their chin nope then somebody wearing it around their on their nose not covering their mouth not quite Mm -hmm. mouth not nose try again and then showing somebody wearing it right that's the one fine like well-designed poster (laughs) now new york has put out a poster that Is the same thing, except now it says masks are encouraged, but optional. And then it shows the person wearing it correctly, and it says yes. Then it shows the person wearing it with their nose exposed, and it says yes. Over the nose, but not the mouth. You do you. And then the person without a mask on it says yes. And then it says, let's respect each other's choices. (laughs) So it's the, it's the, this is just diversity of opinion. We have to have a nice wide diversity of opinion. And if my opinion is that I should be able to sneeze on your elderly immunocompromised relative with my COVID germs, uh, because I feel like it, I guess, because
1: then like, Hey,
6: you do you.
1: That's my choice. Okay. And my, and it, and that's why it's you, you can't fucking talk to me about it because it's my choice and it doesn't affect anybody else because it's my choice. Oh, wait, it does affect other. people. Oh, mm. Mm. yeah. It's, mm. this is, it's really it's weird to make a meme like out of, that's announcing we don't give a fuck anymore.
6: Yeah, that's, that really <laughs> seems to it's grim. be it's, it's a parody of their own, like how they felt during the pandemic. And it just. It feels dangerous like on for a number of reasons, just on a very specific like health policy level. But it also feels like it's in a category that we've talked about of these stories where like the right wing kind of fascist version of the story eventually wins out quietly in the mainstream Mm -hmm. media in terms of like how the mainstream media and mainstream culture view it. I'd put it in the category with, like, cops claiming that the protests of 2020 caused the murder rate to go up and the idea that giving people money during the pandemic is causing inflation. It seems like the mainstream media is to react to public outrage and public opinion in the moment with, like, a lot of energy, but then after the fact to like sort of correct the record after our attention has kind of moved on and there's no longer the groundswell of energy and emotion. Right. Yeah. So like they're, they're on board with criticizing the police while there's energy for it, but then they come back and falsely report statistics that suggest criticizing the police is causing people to murder people or that they're,
1: Hey, that's what my buddy, the cop told me who's my source for my crime reporting. (laughs) Yeah.
7: Uh, it's
8: this uh, the mask sign reminded me of. I don't know if either of you have ever, ever been in a Sheets convenience store gas station. It's popular in the Mid Atlantic region: Pennsylvania, Maryland, yeah, West I've Virginia, North Carolina. So they're yeah. like a pretty right wing kind of company. But in the like first year of COVID, they had signs up. They're like, "Yeah, masks suck, but like we're legally obligated to tell you you have to put this on." It was literally like. We are. If we don't do this, we're going to get sued. That was like the subtext right. of their messaging to ask people to wear masks in their stores.
6: <laughs> are they, they named love. after what they like to wear when they go out riding on horses at night? Is that <laughs> <where> the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't it's... know. It's and and so the the story with these with like the subway in particular is that like the police have never enforced mask mandates on the subway and now especially like the police have never worn their masks on the subway (laughs) like the those signs that were being like hey could you please wear your mask correctly were the closest we had to like actual like policy being enforced because the police did not when there was a fine associated with not wearing a mask, uh, the police admitted they issued very few, quote, of of these fines, despite the fact that more than one in 10 riders were unmasked at the height of the pandemic and the cops were usually the ones not wearing the mask. Yeah, that so. was
1: like the meme I felt like on New York Twitter it was like just people taking pictures of cops like maskless, even though they're like, mm, I thought the policy was different, fellas. But they're not. Nah.
6: While the mask mandates were not enforced, they continued to aggressively target fair evasion.
1: Yeah, good, yeah. good. Because you know what, Jack? The MTA is losing so much money from people. Actually, stealing. it would be. Yeah. It would what? be cheaper.
6: It would be cheaper if they didn't do that. Okay, let me see the map. It was reported that the city wanted to spend two hundred fifty million on cops to that save two hundred million in fair evasion.
1: So. Okay, so you're spending 50 million. <laughs> How about this? Pay me 50 million. <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's like
6: the the <laughs> idea that I think a lot of people believe oh, that like this is all to try and like make things run more smoothly. Like the, the MTA is literally slowing down service in order to fight fare evaders by not opening rear bus doors. So mm-hmm. it's They're making everything less efficient in order to fight poor people and, you know, basically make it easier to cage poor people.
1: And I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you're talking about how the right wing version or like perspective on a story wins out. I mean, it's always whatever's best for capital. Right. You know, because if if we are going to still talk about masks, then we still have to have, you know, good faith discussions on people who need support if they're not able to work or if they are immunocompromised and shouldn't expose themselves to something that could like terribly wreck their health and we would have to have that because if we give a fuck about mass then we need to continue that momentum if we're like no, nah, it's all good then right you're already operating from a position if someone says well what about this like well it's all good you don't gotta worry it's all good like it's up to you it's really up to you it's really up to you it's up mm-hmm. to you and it's every single time it's just sort of like Well, what about diversity, equity and inclusion? They're like, we said that up until like September of 2020. And then y'all moved on the World Series or some shit happened. And then we got to fucking slither back into our cave holes and act like nothing was happening. Because it is like you're saying the energy is like you're driving a car and everyone's like, we want to go to McDonald's or like we want minimum wage. You're like, all right, I'll put the car in that direction. Everyone's like, yay. And it's like (laughs) they asleep. All right, we're going back to fucking <laughs> Home Depot. Like right. that's fucking fun. It's like sort of the ebb and flow of these uh these moments in our culture. But yeah, it's makes you making dis, disheartening when it's yeah. it's just like like we're reducing the risks of the pandemic and already talking about how many people are having like suffering from long COVID and how that's actually a dimension of uh the labor force diminishing because of people suffering long COVID, but we're still in a you do you. Yeah. Like phase,
8: of, yeah. You do you. Well, and also like the like people are still confounded by like why there's no one to fill open jobs. Like, mm-hmm. hello, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh uh, yeah, it's like sort of like amnesia between like w- not connecting these stories together. It's, I don't right. know why there's nobody to work. It's right.
6: because of the Great Resignation. Yeah, everybody yeah. thought they could quiet, do better, quitting. but Quite as this quitting, Wall Street yeah. Journal quitting. story proves, they're yeah. all sorry yeah
1: there's so many yeah the quiet quitting war that i the there are more articles keep coming back that are like employer clapbacks to like, mm. oh, you think you got power it's like wow, okay, okay, this will be an ongoing story, I'm sure mm.
6: I feel like company towns are coming like they're gonna they're gonna they they've got so much power at this point in the United States that company... well, Amazon's already kind of getting near that, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. They're, but I, I think they'll probably become more and more popular because they just get the benefit of the doubt way too easily in the mainstream media. Jenna, on that light note, <laughs> it's been such a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff?
8: Yeah. So I'm on Twitter at Jenna Spinelli. My podcast is When the People Decide at the People Decide Pod. And I work for the McCourtney Institute for Democracy at Penn State, democracy.psu.edu. Nice.
6: And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying?
8: Yeah. So to take us all the way back to where we started talking about planes. Have Mm -hmm. you all seen the thread about the bulldog with diarrhea? On yeah, that, yeah,
1: running up and down the <laughs> aisle good ten it. minutes talking about that
6: yesterday. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I was wondering pets.
8: if I might be a day, a day late, a dollar short on that one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that. And I also I'll shout out a newsletter I've been enjoying lately called Snack Stack. It's written by uh, a writer that I know in Minnesota um, named Doug Mack. He t- goes like real deep on the history of snack foods like toaster strudels and those like. Peanut thing, like candy peanuts, all kinds of stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. really doing him justice, but it is fascinating. If you're looking for a new rabbit hole to go down, check out the Snack Stack newsletter.
3: Okay. Nice.
1: Miles,
6: where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Man, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. If you like basketball, check us out on Miles and Jack Got Mad Moosties, the official NBA podcast. Uh, also, if you like 90 Day Fiancé, come check out my unofficial podcast podcast it's called 420 day fiance uh with sophia alexander you know what time it is it's loud in there um now some tweets i like i like a couple good couple videos on tiktok are hitting good first one is from like a lot of people were showing uh reactions of like little girls watching the little mermaid trailer this one is like amazing is this <laughs> this white girl this white girl's watching but what she says at the end is just fantastic i'll play the end so she's watching the whole teaser and she's just saying that fantastic line and then she's about to look at the camera to react at her mom she's just
4: like wow was it just me or was that with whitney Houston?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it just me or was
6: that, was that Whitney just me? Houston?
1: Yeah, I mean, the way she was hitting those lines, I uh, wouldn't be mad at you. And then this other one is from at only Zanz. But he, it's this guy, this guy who's like watching domino videos on TikTok and he's responding <laughs> to them by like just saying what his emotional state is as he watches the the dominoes. And it's somehow as only Zans describes it, he described every feeling I have uh, like I was having at the exact same points. So this is him watching a little domino set go around.
7: Please hurry up. I've like seen a- this swirl. <laughs> I want to see something else. If something interesting doesn't happen in the next two seconds, watch this. I swear to God, I like that. The video's
1: uh, two minutes, and the whole thing is just like, oh, come on, single <laughs> lanes. <laughs> and he doesn't even know anything about, down, like, everything's right, just right. like, what, what are these? But it's just, it's on point and And, uh, yeah, fantastic video. Mm.
6: All right. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. On Miles and Jack, I'm Matt Boosty's, the yeah. dumbest NBA podcast that is officially made with the NBA. Maybe the dumbest NBA podcast, period. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, there there is a tweet, somebody today years old, <laughs> tweet <laughs> i was today years old when i found out tweeted just now finding out that rabbits can swim also learned their ears go into swim mode when they do this is news and then a video of a rabbit swimming and yeah their their ears like kind of tuck back against their body and then Cy tweeted, I asked my husband if he knows rabbits can swim. And he casually says, yeah, President Jimmy Carter was attacked by a giant swimming rabbit. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and that is a true fact that you should go look up the story. Jimmy Carter had had a very strange. <laughs> well, first of all, he believes that he has encountered extraterrestrial life and like says that. But also, oh, he yeah. had a very strange encounter with a swamp rabbit that was massive and swam up to his boat while he was out like canoeing, tried to attack him. True king, no, Jimmy Jacob. Carter. And then Simon Shear tweeted, I guess there's an M Plus One article on Barbara Ehrenreich and tweeted a, a quote from her. To engage in political struggle is not just frightening, frightening it is painful because power is is not just out there, it is also a voice in your own head. Which is the quote I was thinking of when I was uh, asking myself why the fuck this non-stop queen, Queen's death coverage. Mm-hmm. So... Anyways, so you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We where we link off the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy?
1: I think we're gonna enjoy the new Steve Lacey album. It's fantastic. If you know about him, he's a fantastic guitar player, producer. Uh, this is a track off there called Mercury and He's, like, such a versatile artist. Like, you know, he obviously is killing, like, soul, R&B, guitar licks and stuff. But this is, like, a little more Latin bro backy, And he does it really well, but with a modern twist. So this is Mercury
6: by Steve Lace. All right. Well, go listen to that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. And we'll
3: talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.